0: Welcome to The Gonzier Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Gonzier. Today I sit down with Haley Abbas. Haley is the marketing coordinator at Lakeshore Advantage, an economic development group in Zeeland, Michigan. She recently graduated from Michigan State University in May 2020. Haley planned to study medicine, but discovered it wasn't her passion and quickly changed her major to business. She's had interesting opportunities ever since, like running the MSU football Instagram on game day. In this episode, she's vocal about not disappointing yourself. Looking ahead, Haley is excited to learn from the experienced leadership team at Lakeshore Advantage. Here's Haley. Just tell me a little bit about what it was like for you growing up and uh in West Michigan.
1: Yeah, so I was born and raised here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and I grew up with two sisters. I was a middle child. Uh, So a lot of peacekeeping was a part of my role. (laughs) We we also had a ton of dogs always coming and going. So my mom did foster and rehabilitation for rescue dogs. So our house was always a lot of activity um, with three girls and rescue dogs (laughs) running around. (laughs) So I grew up in a pretty busy household. I was pretty active here. Um, Something that was always instilled in me was to be really involved in volunteer work. And so I was always really active with organizations here in West Michigan. Uh, We have so many amazing ones that are doing a lot of great work. So did a lot of volunteering. Um, I attended Coopersville Public Schools, which is like small town, USA, (laughs) Um, (laughs) very small class size, but it was really great because then you knew everybody and the town was really like a family. So that was just a really unique experience getting to grow up in. Um, That did kind of play into why I chose to go to the largest public university in the country. I think I wanted a complete opposite experience of what I grew up in. Um, So yeah.
0: Yeah, and talk a little bit more about Michigan State, like uh, besides it being really a large experience and like tons of students there, what else kind of attracted you to the campus?
1: Yeah, so I actually came from a die-hard Ohio State University Buckeye household.
0: (laughs) Wow, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry now, too. (laughs) Um, So I did break my mother's heart a little bit when I decided to go to Michigan State uh, because the dream had always been that we'd go to Ohio State University. Um, And I wasn't actually even considering Michigan State until the summer before my senior year of high school. And that is because I got accepted into their Health Science Scholar Institute. So I actually attended their downtown Grand Rapids Medical School the whole entire summer. I studied medicine along um, a couple other students. I got to meet faculty in the medical school. We got to practice on cadavers. We kind of got the whole med school experience uh, prior even to starting college. Wow. And So that was just an amazing experience in itself. Um, But through that, I got to meet a lot of faculty of Michigan State. And I just saw like how involved they were in students' lives, how they really cared about our academic careers. Um, And I really was able to build this great network at the time I was set on pursuing medicine for my degree. Mm. So (laughs) big change. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I was able to build this great network of doctors I had studied at the medical school and faculty members and this support system so that all kind of played into me saying okay I'm going to change everything that I was planning on and I'm going to apply to MSU and I got accepted and then from there it was just it wasn't even really a hard decision at that point um when I got that acceptance letter, I was like I this is where I'm meant to be it's a place that I see myself Um, I also always throw in that MSU had the same school colors as my high school. So (laughs) didn't have to change my wardrobe at all. Got to keep it (laughs) green and white. Um, So yeah.
0: when you got to MSU, then you were pursuing medicine. And then at what point did you shift to kind of, you know, like the marketing communications, creative type?
1: Yeah. So I was pretty set growing up. I was always set that I was going to pursue medicine. Um, My whole family had studied medicine. My older sister was studying medicine and I really looked up to her. So I never even thought that I was going to change that career path. Um, however, when I started college, I started kind of shadowing doctors and staff in the hospitals, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, I'm, I'm good at this, and I love science, and I did great in my AP science classes <laughs> in <laughs> high school. Uh, I really set myself up well here to pursue medicine, but I just couldn't see myself waking up every day and being passionate about that career in medicine. Um, And I think that that career is so honorable, but for me, passion is the one thing that kind of drives what I do and it was so important to me. So I think that's actually the first time in my life that I decided not to do the thing that was expected of me. When I changed my major, I did not call my parents. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't even tell my roommate in college. I just went to the advisor's office and I was like, I want to switch to business. Um, What do I need to do? (laughs) So I think that experience was kind of the first time that I kind of showed myself like, okay, you, you're pretty capable. You can do this. Even though I had no idea really what I was doing. Um, I had nobody to really model a business path after because none of my family went into it, but it just, really spoke to me and I felt in my gut, like this is the right thing. So I'm going to do it. Everybody else will eventually get on board. <laughs> uh, my dad took a little bit longer to get on board, <laughs> but it's just, I think that's when I really realized like I'm capable of doing this and I can do really anything that I set my mind to. Um, so yeah, switched into business uh called my mother after I already did it told her I couldn't change it she (laughs) 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 but she was pretty on board from the start she always told us that we need to do something that we're gonna be passionate about our whole life so it uh everybody eventually got on board and uh, I found something really passionate about and to this day I don't regret I don't regret making that change and I don't regret kind of going off path or really kind of trashing my whole 10 year plan for medicine. (laughs) Um, it took a little bit for me to figure out and get my footing underneath me, but it's one of the best decisions I think that I've kind of made.
0: Do you feel like after making that decision, like it gave you kind of a boost of confidence that you could like, if you could make that big of a decision, that other decisions that came your way would be maybe easier, just like you kind of had a playbook.
1: Yeah, so I had always been the person where I was scared of disappointing others. Um, And that is a pressure that I put on myself. But when I was making that decision, I was kind of sitting there looking ahead at my life. I knew that I would regret if I, the one person that I disappointed was myself. And so that's when I really learned that it's okay to disappoint others. It's okay to disappoint your parents, your friends, your family but the one person that you should never disappoint is yourself. And so it's kind of those moments where you're like, I need to stick with myself and I need to stick up for myself in this situation. And whenever other decisions have come my way, I've gotten advice from my mentors and my family and they're all super important to me. But in the end, I've always went with the decision where it's like, am I gonna regret this? Cause this is my life and I have to live it every day. so I need to make sure that I'm okay with that because nobody else has to live my life but me. So
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I need to make sure I'm okay with making this decision. But That's
0: yeah. a- absolutely the experience I had when I kind of left the the newspaper industry the first time, and then like later on when I left like the pharmaceutical industry, it was like okay, these are big changes and and uh, you know leaving benefits on the table and like you know maybe a little bit more prestige or whatever, but I made the move because I knew that I couldn't stay in that position for much longer without, you know, just, you know, being creatively uninspired and just really plateauing. So yeah, at the end of the day, that's, that's a really good way to look at it is you, you don't want to disappoint yourself and have regrets and that kind of thing. So yeah, super, super cool. I didn't know, know that part of your story. So that's, that's, makes it this fits even better to the podcast of kind of like my theme so yes Uh. so once you were at Michigan State and you were starting to get involved in like the business school how did you get connected to like the MSU sports social media stuff
1: so when I switched to business, um, since I knew really nothing, had never researched it, I was like, I need I need to just fully immerse myself in it. Um, I've always been the kind of person where when I'm interested in something more passionate, I don't really dip my toes into the water. I just jump off the deep end <laughs> and <laughs> tell myself I'm going to learn how to swim because um, I'm not going to sink. So any opportunity that came across my desk that was business related, I jumped at and I learned more about it. I applied to it. If I ended up being like, oh, this is something that doesn't really pique my interest. I'm not going to go for it. Um, you always have the opportunity to say, no, thank you. So they sent out an email saying that they were looking for someone to run. At that time, it was called the Michigan State University Athletic Student Section Engagement Team uh (laughs) mouthful yeah uh but i think they've renamed it so i applied even though i was like i'm not qualified um but i don't think i've ever felt 100 qualified for anything i've applied for got an interview ended up getting the position and then when i found out oh i'm running the michigan state university's football instagram account on game days so one of the most highly (laughs) viewed days uh man, I need to figure this out real quick, but that experience was so valuable because we actually got to work directly with developers at Instagram. Um, Our group, we were like all around the country, everybody who was running the football student section or the football um, Instagram accounts, we were all in this Facebook group and the developers were like, hey, we just released this new feature on Instagram stories. We really want you guys to try it out the next game day. Because uh, this was around the time Instagram stories really started getting competitive against the Snapchat stories. So they were kind of trying to be number one and be ahead of Snapchat. So we kind of served as their guinea pigs <laughs> in testing all these new story features that they were releasing. Um, so that was just great because I kind of felt like, oh, I'm kind of an insider on the Instagram stories game, which. In my opinion, I love stories far more than Snapchat now, um, just because I did get to have that. But then on the other side, running that account kind of gave me one of my first looks into how important marketing is into building your organization's audience and your brand. Um, Because my whole job was to capture game day and make it feel like those who were following us on Instagram were right there in person with the team, with the fans, like you were experiencing that day in person, but on a virtual platform. Uh, fast forward to now where virtual platforms really how we're operating. <laughs> it's just, it makes me realize again, how valuable that experience is because that's really how you build your brand out. Um, people who are already at the games, they are already loyal followers. There's not a lot of people that wanna sit through a whole football game in rain and snow and sleet. <laughs> Uh, and whatever other weather that Michigan decides to throw at us and uh, cheer on their team. So that virtual platform kind of served as our net of, okay, we wanna get more people at the games. We need to show them that being here in person at the game is the most valuable experience you can have. How can we capture that through Instagram to get them here? So it kind of gave you like an insider's look onto being down on the field with the team, being in the stands with the fans, um, it was a great experience. It was my first time ever experiencing sports marketing, which is a whole world in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it made me realize that sports marketing maybe isn't my path right now after college, uh, but it is. It was just it was great. Um, I don't regret that experience at all. I learned a lot. I learned how passionate MSU fans are because the crazy things that they do in the stands. Um, I learned that a lot of them really, I would say like weren't even going to fully experience the game, but to experience that fan base. Um, Just being there in that section with everybody else and cheering on the team is kind of the experience that a lot of students wanted. So yeah, it was a great, great experience. Um, It made Instagram my favorite social media platform to this day. They're always kind of looking ahead, looking at how to build out your brand and make it super easy. And I think that they're doing a really great job at that. So,
0: did you happen to, like, in conversation sometimes be like, Yeah, I was just on a call with Instagram today and, you know, (laughs) no big deal. You know, just kind of drop that every once in a while.
1: Looking back, I wish I would have, but I think I was (laughs) a little too. (laughs) I was still trying to be like, Oh man, I don't think I deserve to be in this position. So, which, Something that I wish I would have had was more confidence back then, because I definitely would have been like, oh, yeah, just chatted with a developer at Instagram today. Um, right. no big deal." So there's this new feature coming out, actually, but I was one of the first ones to try it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have dropped that more, man. But no, I did not. <laughs>
0: And then, kind of transitioning to closer to the to the present now, when you left and graduated from MSU, talk about like how you got connected to Lakeshore Advantage. I know that was before you graduated, but and what kind of surge has meant to you, like what that that's been like uh, being connected to that.
1: Yeah, so I got connected with Lakeshore Advantage after my freshman year at at Michigan State University. Um, I had had a call with someone who has now become really close mentor of mine, because I remember talking to her like, oh, a lot of my friends are going for internships. I don't feel qualified. I really want to go for one, but I don't think anyone's going to hire me. And I remember to this day the statistic that she told me, she said that women only apply for jobs that they feel 100% qualified for, but men apply for jobs even if they are only 60% qualified for them. And so she told me she's like apply for everything if it interests you and the organization or the job will decide if you're qualified or you're the right fit for the role. Um, because a lot of times what ends up happening is no one's ever 100% qualified for a role, but your work ethic and your willingness to learn and take on opportunities and challenges just speak so much louder than your qualifications so. I came across Lakeshore Advantages job posting, I believe it was on indeed.com. They were looking for a marketing communications intern. And I remember that I didn't have the amount of years of experience that they were looking for. And I also was a little young because I think they were maybe looking for someone who was a junior in college or older. Um, So two things I was like, oh man, I don't know if this is gonna work, but I applied anyway. And a few weeks later, I get a, I get an email. They want to do a phone interview with me. Um, and then a few weeks after that, they want to bring me in for a final round interview. And the whole time throughout this process, I'm doubting myself. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm so young. I just got into Michigan States business school. So I don't even have a ton of business background. Like, I hope they see something in me. I don't know what it is. So I went and I actually interviewed for an agency position. Um, The week before I went and I interviewed for LSA's position. And I actually got offered a position at that agency a few days before I went for that position or got offered the position at LSA. And even though I did not have an offer from LSA at that point, I turned down the agency position. And the key was because when I was interviewing with the hiring director and their team members at the agency, when they were talking about their work, again, it came down to the passion point, And they just, they didn't seem really focused on being passionate about their work. They didn't feel like they weren't super focused on the community. Um, it was just kind of a very black and white position. And when I interviewed with Lakeshore Advantage, um, the person I interviewed with is now my supervisor today, but she just immediately lit up whenever she talked about the work at Lakeshore Advantage. and. She, I could just tell, like, she's really passionate about this. This is more than just a job to her. Um, This is the place that I want to be. So I was very grateful (laughs) when I got that email from her and she gave, she offered me that position. Um, And I just remember, like, I immediately was like, yes, this is the place that I want to be. This is where I want to get my experience. Um, This is really where I want to learn from. I want to learn from an organization like this. So... It has taught me so much more um, than just economic development and entrepreneurship and the initiatives behind startups. It's really taught me so much about leadership, about the kind of employee I want to be, um, and really like who I want to be as a person in the community that I'm working in. And so I think that's probably, that's kind of my whole story of how I came to find like Sure Advantage, um, what, you know what really drew me to them. And again, just taking a chance on saying like, yeah, I could just take this agency position because it's a position and it's a safe bet. I don't even know if I'm gonna get an offer from Lakeshore, but I was like, no, I'm not gonna go work somewhere that doesn't align with my morals, that doesn't align with my values. Cause I think that I owe that to myself to be at an organization that does. So um, even to this day, it's now three years years, coming up on four years later, Lakeshore, everything that we do, all of our work just really aligns with who I want to be as a person. Um, and that's something that just is so valuable to me that I don't think I could get many other places. So.
0: And then once you came on board as an intern, you, did you get involved with Surge then right away? Or is that something you gradually got involved with?
1: Yeah, so I got involved with Surge right away. Because uh, I remember my supervisor sitting down with me and asking, like, what I'm interested in. And that's when I believe that they had just rebranded it to become Surge, to become the entrepreneurial support organization that it is today. And at that time, I was, my minor was in entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, I just think it's so cool and interesting the whole startup world and how to really come about starting your own business. And so I was like, that's something that really interests me. I want to be involved in the work. And I immediately was pulled in. Um, Our director of surge was really working hard to put together programs, really working hard to figure out what resources and tools were needed specifically here in Ottawa and Allegan County for startups. And they just really worked nonstop to kind of identify those challenges and even to this day, really we're releasing new programs and resources all the time with every new year, we're always changing and moving forward. Um, And I've grown in my role with Surge where I now uh, manage our business accelerator fund, which when I was an intro that was super intimidating, this whole uh, $50,000 kind of grant program that startups can kind of apply for to get funds to help them move forward. I never thought that I'd be capable of it. And then flash forward and here I am. And it's one of my favorite things that I do here. So that's kind of how I got pulled in is just like short caring about what I'm interested in and me being like feeling the freedom to say like, this really interests me, this really interests me. And then saying, all right, great. We're gonna get you involved in that. So Surge continues, I believe, we're releasing even new programs and resources this year. Our director of Surge, Amanda Chaco, just kind of put together this great kind of commercialization program um, for startups to kind of plug into to really help them identify, like, this is where I'm at in my stage. These are the resources I should be using. Um, So it's kind of a step-by-step guide to kind of help you get included right into the ecosystem here and really kind of launch your startup. So it's come a long way (laughs) since, uh, see, I think 2017 is when I started and I started learning about it, but yeah, it's been great.
0: And is there anything else that you'd like to add? I know we're coming up on time here. Anything else that you'd like to add that I didn't ask you about that you think would be kind of relevant to your story?
1: Yeah, so I think I'd like to add that as you uh, kind of come upon graduating college and you're looking at your offers for jobs, um, cause I remember being in the same spot uh, last, two falls ago now I graduated, time's flying by. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was looking at my offers, you know, really choose the place that has the people in it that are gonna inspire you every day. So when I was looking at my offers, I thought about like our leadership team here at Lakeshore Advantage. They, to me, are the most amazing leaders. Um, And I hope to someday be even half the leaders that they are because they've just really continued to take care of our region. They're always looking ahead. They're always building resources. Um, for employers in our region, and then internally for our team, they're always looking ahead for their employees. And I feel like when you're young, you always are looking like, oh, I can't wait to be a VP. I can't wait to be a director. I want that title. But you need to make sure that when you get to that title, that you have the right traits that actually make you an efficient leader. And I feel like not a lot of people kind of look at, oh, well, what traits do I need to have? What skills do I need to have? you get so caught up in i need to prove myself the time will always come for you to prove yourself make sure that you have the right tools and resources there where you're going to actually be able to prove yourself right um and that's one of the main reasons why i did choose Lakeshore advantage as a place that i wanted to start my career in is because i looked at our leadership and i was like that's who i want to learn from in my young professional life that's who i want to become someday Um, and that's just why it's become so important to me is that really that crucial mentorship piece. So get yourself a mentor. And when you're considering your offers, or you're considering a company, look at the leadership team and ask yourself, is this who I want to be someday? Because if it's not, then it's probably not the right fit for you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Gonzier Show. Follow me for more interesting episodes to come.